for folks like myself who are scared, variations of the market like what we've got right now and just don't yet want to have deductions at source and a payroll and all that stuff, this is a good place to hang out for a while until you know things are you know, solid and rolling and then, then you make that step towards formal growth. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Scott Peckford here. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you're interested in finding out how we can help you grow and scale your mortgage business, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com. We're constantly adding new training, masterclasses, and workshops on a variety of topics to help you in your mortgage business. For instance, if you're trying to figure out how do I pitch a brand new real estate agent and walk away with a referral after the very first meeting, we can help you do that. Check out ilovemortgagebrokering.com. And thanks for checking out this episode. Today on the show, I have Toma Sajonki. Toma is one of our amazing clients from 10 Loans a Month. The thing I love about Toma is he's just so flipping consistent. He just kind of flies below the radar. He's kind of like a ninja, just continually every month gets a little bit better, a little bit better. And it's cool to see what he's done with his business. So like last year, he had funded 20 million in 12 months. This year, he's already at 28 million. And, and this is in the midst of COVID and all the stuff that's going on. His business is still just growing like crazy. Tom is an awesome dude. I think you're really going to appreciate this interview. I started out, his background was in real estate development and then parlayed that into an amazing mortgage business. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. This episode is sponsored by Finmo. So Finmo is the fastest growing mortgage origination platform in Canada. This is according to some stats from Phylogix. A couple things I love about Finmo. First, they've designed the app from the ground up with the borrower in mind, which means the application is really, really easy for your borrower, reduces friction and nobody likes friction in the mortgage process. Second, they make the document collection super simple. They even provide smart document, which means that based on if you're, how your client fills out the app, it'll say, hey, we know you're, we're going to need these documents. So that saves you a lot of time and hassle. And then finally, they know that every mortgage broker runs their business differently. So they've built Finmo to integrate with Zapier. So you can literally connect it to almost anything on the planet. Check out Finmo to receive a 30-day free trial. Finmo Pro, they got amazing customer service and it'll help you hit the ground running. Finmo is the skip the dishes of mortgages. Check out this interview with Toma. I think you're going to love it. Hey, Toma, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me, man. So no one when they're you know in kindergarten says, when I grow up, I want to be a mortgage broker. So I'm curious, how did you get into the mortgage business? I came into the mortgage business through my sort of entrepreneurial journey as a, a real estate investor and developer. I bought my first piece of property in 1992 when I was, I don't want to date myself, but in my early 20s, fixes and flips became a small scale subdivision and development. And uh, during that process, I became a pretty prolific borrower. I became pretty good at figuring out. You got out good at the borrowing side, so you're like, pay myself to borrow money? Yeah, that's right. And at one point, I don't know how many years ago, people said that you'd be a great mortgage broker. And I kind of tuned that out and I started actually lending money privately very occasionally on my own. And eventually I started listening to the voice in my head and I made the natural progression from being on the lending or borrowing side to a client facing broker. I'm now into my fifth year. Right. Okay. So let me ask you this. So like how long were you doing the flips and the developments and stuff? Oh boy. Like I said, my first property was in the spring of 92 and I, I got to sit down and count how many I've done from Vancouver to Kelowna, Edmonton, Abbotsford, et cetera, et cetera. How many would you guess? At one point I was doing a resume and then between doing my own stuff and working for a developer, I've been involved in the development of over 900 residential units. Okay. So lots, we're talking lots and lots. All right. So what was the path that got you in? Somebody said you should do it, but what made you decide to get into being a mortgage broker? I don't know. It's just my personality. People talk in ILMB or the community about the dispersonality 
I'm a very analytical guy. I'm a very detail-oriented guy. And at the same time, very entrepreneurial. So it kind of fit my personality. And my mother-in-law, who was a very accomplished realtor, she's now retired, said, you know, Tomo, you make a great mortgage broker. Right. Like every good son-in-law, you want to please your mother-in-law. Yes, mom. No, it wasn't that. It was just like kind of like a ding, ding, ding in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the license and I'm going to, I'm going to actually do this formally. And it's uh, certainly now my, my primary activity. Right. That's I awesome. still do properties and stuff like that, but it's tertiary to the brokering. To, to, to brokering. Okay. Yeah. So then before we dive into the rest of your story, I always like to ask about a quote that's had an impact on you. I love quotes. So oh, what's, yeah. a quote, what's a quote that's really uh, had an impact on your the, life or business? The quote that's resonated with me over the last couple of years was one from a guy I, I follow, an influencer in the States. And he said, it's easier to act your way into a feeling than it is to feel your way into an action. Mm, that's good. Who was it? Do you know? A guy named Ryan Stuman. Okay. And then what? It's easier to act yourself into a feeling than feel yourself into. So when you wake up at five in the morning, and you just don't want to go for a walk around the block or you just don't want to go lift heavy weights. Just like you don't feel like it. Yeah. Flip it on, it, on, on its head and you realize I will feel so much better if I just darn well do it. Yeah. That's applicable to so many things in life, whether it's picking up the phone and, and, and calling a realtor you've never called before or 10 mm-hmm. or doing that 10th set of squats or whatever easier to just do it and feel better about it than to think you have to wait around for the perfect feeling to execute something. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's good. So then how have you applied it specifically to business? Like, can you think of a time recently where I just think of something that uh, I, you, something you didn't feel like doing recently and you're like, no, no, hold on. I got to do it anyway. Is, can you oh, think of that? Just, it's getting in front of people that I don't know. As you know, some of the heaviest lifting in this business is seeking referral sources getting out in front of realtors. I think that's the reason why so many brokers, I think, fail in the business is that they just don't have the courage or the aptitude to just get out in front of someone and ask. Right. And so I, I made up my mind early in the business that I'm going to go outside of myself, mm-hmm. and do what I hate, which is phoning up a stranger and say, hey, guess what? I'm another mortgage broker and here's what makes me different, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, but I do have my own differentiation, but that's a tangent. You know how to stand out. Yeah, you know how to do that. Okay. Tell me about failure because you know you don't do anything, become an entrepreneur, mortgage broker without some sort of failure, but there's always looking back, there's a lesson. So can you share something you failed at and the lesson that you learned? Yeah. From? In terms of the mortgage brokering business, sort of the, the niche that I'm in is I'm in a higher price point in the market. And so I'm competing with banks pretty extensively. And earlier in my career, I would land these opportunities for these giant files and I would take them to the aisle and, and get ready to slip on the ring and I would lose it by a mile by somebody in a branch and I thought, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I started becoming a lot better at qualifying people as to whether they, they really need me or not. And the first question, I'm uh, learning this from other people in the industry is kind of repelling them up front and saying, have you talked to your bank? Have you talked to your private banker? What have they offered? Just to reduce the likelihood of, of losing that file. Right. Do some screening on the front end. Yeah. Discovery call to like. Instead of, you know, thinking I've got one, I just got to do all the work and then I'll be blindsided because some wise old bull behind a desk at a private banking office is just waiting for me. Right. Yeah. Like you think there's a deal, but there is none. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's always the worst. Okay, so in terms of like, I'm curious on the sales side of your business, what's something that you've changed in your sales process in the last year that's been really helpful for you? In terms of my journey, the most uh, significant impact that I've brought on for, I guess, my overall production is bringing on an assistant. And at one point there were two and that was a, a huge boon for me. And, and, and circling back to the whole personality and aptitude thing, I had to really learn to let go and delegate and trust that someone was as, maybe not as meticulous as me, but that's okay because you start to break up your day into values and you're like, this is like $20 an hour work. Right. You know, and I've got to do the $400 an hour work. But it's really opened things up for me for sure to be able to spend more time marketing and prospecting. Right, grow your business. And so you said something about like you hired, hiring an assistant's been a big thing. So what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and they're like, they know they should hire, but they're afraid to. What was, what was going on in your head when you like- There's a happy medium and I, I make use of it. Our firm happens to have a deal desk, an underwriting mm-hmm. hub where there are different levels of service. You can have someone just do your compliance documents. You find yourself staying up until 11 p.m. on a whatever Wednesday night doing- another form 10. You're like, this is crazy. Uh, I'll farm this out. And yep. it's, it's all a cart. It's on a per deal basis. And then it can go right. So it allowed you to sort of, tr- you could transition into having a part-time ish right. assistant. Compliance yep. to fulfillment, to full blown underwriting, depending on what you want to pay for. Yep. So that business model exists out there. And I want to tout that because for folks like myself who are scared, variations in the market, like what we've got right now, and just don't yet want to have deductions at source and a payroll and all that stuff, this is a good place to hang out for a while until you know things are, you know, solid and rolling. And then, then you make that step towards formal growth. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Or the other way too, is if you don't have that at your office, maybe you can share somebody. Right. So again, it's just dip your foot in a toe yeah. in the water of like, Hey, yeah. let's, let's share an assistant until I have the capacity. So last question on this, how did you know you needed to hire somebody? When I was forgetting, when the steel trap that I think I have was starting to, to get chinks in the armor, yeah. and then I'd forget that this was for that file, not that file. And then I would, like I said, I was up till 11 p.m. doing Form 10s and fixed credit disclosures. I'm like, this is insanity. And I would be cranky and distracted when I was home. And then I just took the encouragement of a, of a peer in the industry to say, you've got to hire a man. I'm like, ah, oh, I've had, in my previous business, I've had 14 people on payroll and when things are rough, you're staring at the ceiling at night. So this, for yeah. me, was a perfect, happy medium. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So if you were starting over today, you're like just getting in the mortgage business, transitioning from being a builder, what would you yeah. do in the first 90 days to kind of set yourself up for success? Again, going back to the way that I'm built, I would zero in at night and I would focus intently on the products of the lenders that I know I'll use the most so that I just know them enough to be confident and get out there and show the world that I know what I'm talking about. And number two, with a lot more organization, I would start from the inside out and build a circle of influence as quickly as possible. Right. But you said you do products at night. So was that... I'm just time management. That's the other thing is I think a key component to, to growth and, and managing growth is time management. And that's right. one of the most powerful things that I learned, not only from industry peers, but through you, Scott. If you design a day, and if yeah. you follow it to a T, you can be way more productive than, than you can imagine in, in less hours than you can imagine. You talk about you, the, the four-hour work week. I forget who, who wrote that book. Tim Ferriss, yeah. Tim Ferriss. And you, you read the title and you, you kind of dip into it a little bit like, yeah, this is glib, this is silly. 
but literally, if you, if, you, if you are fiercely disciplined and focused within the hours that you allocate for different activities in this business, yep. it's a humongous game changer. Yeah, we call it designing your ideal workday, which is like just a, a great exercise to do in order to manage your all the stuff you're going on. That's very Yeah, good. it's, it's kind of like a school day. Like you remember you had like A block and B block and then recess? Well, then yeah. just kind of pretend you're back in school and say like from 9 till 10, I work on files and from 10 till noon, I prospect or market or what have you, but just stick to it. Right. That's the hardest part. So let me ask you, I've got another question is, so what's the biggest change or the best improvement you made to your systems in your business in the last year? Finmo. We're talking about mousetraps here. Finmo for me has been an absolute game changer. They've probably heard of Finmo, but if they haven't, what is it? What specifically does it do and why did you find helpful? It is an online mortgage application document requesting and document retrieval system. So a client, uh, you get your own designated link and the link basically for your client, their experiences, they open up a secure account. They walk through a kind of an interview type of Q&A, which is building the application. At the end of the application, based on the answers that the, the client has given, intuitively the system will ask. It's called smart documents, I think, and it'll ask for the documents. Like if you're mm-hmm. self-employed, please give us, it'll say T1s for the last two years. Right. And then the client can then actually di- directly upload after they've scanned them or found the PDFs, upload them into the, the FINRO portal. Uh, broker gets notified. You're like, oh, here's the documents. Are they fine? Oh, this one's a little blurry. You send them a message back saying try again, or if not, you accept it. And of course, my assistant's doing that anyway. Right. So you're you've not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Once you've got a built application with your documents, you just push up the file to file logic and you submit to the lender you already have in mind. Right. And what do you feel like it's saved you in terms of time? Because systems are always about like efficiency and time. Mainly on intaking the application. Now, there's plenty of time, in my opinion, to build rapport with someone on the discovery call. I used to use that time to do the application, but I found that inputting an application into FileLogic on the phone was so clunky. And I, I'm one of these guys that didn't listen yeah. in typing class. Yeah. So yeah, FinMo so, for me saves massive time on application intake and also document retrieval. It keeps asking like, hey, where's that, where's that pay stub? Right. Okay. That's really good. I've heard good things about like it's the apps have gotten way smarter now. Like there's always going to be a new one, Scott, but for now that one was, was, it is fantastic. It's fantastic. So you're part of our 10 loans a month program. So for you, what has been your biggest takeaway from being part of our training program? I think the most important thing to know is no matter how new or old you are to the business, there's always an opportunity to learn new messaging and scripting in this business and then Mm -hmm. take what you learn or, or share what you learn for that matter and make it your own and fly with it. Because building a personal brand is very important. And you guys offer what you offer with enough latitude for someone to take and say, I like this aspect and that aspect. Improve on that, share it. So it's kind of tribal. Right. And everybody gets that benefit and that, hey, that, that's a great way of doing what we're already working on together and trying together. Right. One of the things we always talk about is you memorize. So if we have a scripting on whatever it is, if it's a specific objection, memorize, internalize, and then customize. So it's like, I got to kind of know what the idea is, get it, make it internal. Then it comes out in your own language and your own, and then it, that's when it feels natural. And, I, and I'm sure that's what you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, earlier in the business, I was more of a consigliere. Like people would come to me with private business at the time. And so it was uh, a higher close ratio for sure. I'm now more squarely into the A space in addition to private where I, I realize there's got to be some scripting involved. This is a right. sales job. It's a technical sales job, but it's a sales job. 
Yeah. And you have to guide the conversation. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So rapid fire questions. So you can have answers to the shorter answers if you like. So yeah. what's one thing that you think is holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Fear of incompetence or inexperience and fear of rejection. How do you manage that? Because we all deal with it. Like I don't care who you are. There's always a fear of rejection. How have you successfully been able to manage that? I'm curious. Easier to act your way into a feeling than feel your way into an action. Oh, there we go. This is full circle. It's like, hey, hey, dude, I already told you the answer. Scott, you're not no matter paying. how, no matter how terrible these these phone calls will go with these 10 realtors who I don't know. Yeah. I will feel good for having done the 10 calls. I know I will. I'll be I will actually be proud of myself because it's so outside of my comfort zone. Right. That's good. What's one thing or habit that's made you successful? Time management. I've become very jealous of my time. That's it in a nutshell. Making my day like a school day. Do this, do this, do this. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got gym class. Now I got PE. Now I got like social studies. Now I have recess. That's a really great way to think of it. Like in school, somebody managed it for you. And so you didn't have, you know, you knew you had to be where you had to be. So. I can put a school bell on my on my wall. Like, oh, yeah, would Toma please come down to the office uh, again? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be hilarious. Okay, do you have it? So you talked about Finmo, but is there any other app or service or something that you use that you find really helpful? I really love Dropbox, and I, I yeah. know some folks say Dropbox is not Canadian, but I still love it. It's so integral in my life, not only with the mortgage business but all other documents. Right. Okay. Uh, I, and DocuSign, love DocuSign. What percentage of your clients do you use digital signing with? Hundred. A hundred percent. Notwithstanding the lenders that don't allow it. Right. Okay. And what's one book that you could recommend for our listeners? Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It, it makes the hair stand up on your arms. Have you read uh, Living with a Seal? The other the That was the yeah, that was the prelogue for me, is that was so funny. So hilarious that I read it up in the summer up at our cabin. I was laughing every page and my wife and my sister-in-law, what the hell are you, are you reading? And after I finished reading it myself, I read it out loud to them again. Yeah. Because it was so funny. And then everybody's like, who the hell is the seal? And of course we all know it's not David Goggins. And And when the book came out, he didn't share that though. Like that was like, that was something they did later. So that book came out first. And then once he was no longer an active seal, he said, okay, I'll, he is, uh, he's so, uh, inspirational is the wrong word. It just, you watch him or listen to him on, on social media. And it's just a reminder every once in a while to myself, like I'm not running on all cylinders. Even if I add one more cylinder, I don't have to run on all cylinders like this guy. Yeah. Most people are running on a couple. And if I just run on a couple more, what can yeah. I do? Right. What, where our potential is like, Ugh. you know. Un- unknowable and it's not unlimited, but certainly we have way more in this than we realize. Okay. Yeah. Last question. So there's a hundred thousand dollar question. So I write you a check for hundred K. I'm like, yeah. here, Toma, hundred K out of my bank account, but you have to make it, you got to get a return on it for your business. What would you do with it? Referral partners and clients. So you do well, what specifically though? Gifts, events, anything that I can do to fortify my relationship, not only with the clients that I fought for so hard. Yeah. And of course, they're a great source of return business, as you know. But just keep rewarding and incentivizing my realtors, my financial planners, my divorce lawyers, et cetera. Right. So you invest in the people that are in basically... Gifts and events. I'd love to take just a busload of guys down to the Seahawks game or something like that. When we can go to a game again. Well, yeah. Right. Assuming, assuming there's NFL football. Right. And I, I want to go to a game with you at some point if we have NFL football. Again, we man. This in the past, so. We're going to do this if football opens up again this year. But For sure. Uh, okay, so man, where can people find you online? tsmortgage.ca. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, Tom, I appreciate your time and uh, sharing with us some of your insights. And I love the idea of don't go, what did, how does the feeling quote go again? Wrap oh yeah. It's better to act yourself into a feeling than to feel yourself into an action. Right. Act yourself into a feeling. So awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate uh, you. I'm flattered, man. Thanks for having me.